0: Hello! Hi, and welcome to Murder, She Read, the true crime podcast where we read books, give each other dirty looks, and drink copious amounts of wine.
1: I am sitting across from Victoria Campbell. And I am across from the ever-lovely Amanda Fall. How are you? I'm
0: good, how are you? I'm good. Good.
1: Ready for this week? Yeah, let's just dive into it. Let's fucking do it.
0: Alright, so this week I read a book by Michael Fleeman called Better Off Dead, a sordid true story of sex, sin, and
1: and murder yeah all of those things are in this
0: tale a lot of sex not a lie mm-mm, mm-mm. great all right so let's kick it off this week we're going back to california Um I love it there yeah i've only been to lax never been um we're in kern county specifically i don't know where that is i don't know if amanda does
1: i got that we are in hellendale california which is a part of san bernardino county okay but who knows? We clearly don't.
0: Yeah, it seems reasonable. Who fucking
1: knows? We're in a desert city. Yes, desert. Teeny sure. tiny one. And Population if... as of twenty ten census is about fifty six hundred. Oh, yeah, very oh, teeny I tiny. Do not like that. Okay.
0: Um, so we arrive in the first pages of the book with a man who's going to work at a train repair shop, and apparently a lot of national freight trains pass through this area. Um, so there needs to be constantly someone on call to handle any maintenance issues with these trains. So like. UPS and shit going through there, any big shipping conglomerates have things passing. Yeah, it's
1: BNSF uh, whatever, freight, which is apparently really big. I tried to look it up thinking it was going to be like one specific, and they were like, here's your local, Uh, no. Mm -mm.
0: Big news, San Francisco, that's what it sounds for good (laughs) um anyway so when this man shows up for his shift um he finds robert lamone who is a man who works for bnsf uh dying on the floor of the mechanic shop and he calls the police but it is far too late for robert so cops get there they take the body away um after the autopsy is performed it's found that robert has been shot once in the throat and once in the chest clearly at close range he has no defensive wounds on his hands um There's nothing to indicate that a struggle happened. And police notify his wife, Sabrina, who had been having issues getting in touch with him on the day in question. And by all accounts, he's a kind, gentle man who had no enemies and no issues with anyone. And despite this assertion, it's clear that he was most likely shot by someone he did know cops surmise because he doesn't, again, have any defensive wounds.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Which leads us to believe that not everyone loved Robert. So, we meet Detectives Meyer and Kimmel. Meyer's going to be the star of the show. And the two of them head out to Silver Lakes, where Robert lived with his uh, widow, Sabrina.
1: Right. So, apparently, just to clarify, Helendale and Silver Lakes are the same. Mm. You can pick and choose what you call... I have okay. no idea I, how that makes sense.
0: I just understood it to be like Silver Lakes was like a fucking community, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. It's like an unincorporated thing, but it's also called Helendale. So, yeah. It's all the same.
0: Okay. Um, so they go interview his widow, Sabrina, and Meyer notes at this point that she seemed like very put together and not at all like the blindsided woman whom he'd originally spoken to on the phone. And Sabrina tells Meyer that she and Robert have been married for 14 years, that they have two children, 11 and 8, Robbie and Leanna. And over the course of a few interviews, Sabrina will claim that she and Robert liked to party a bit, um, but were faithful to one another and that Robert didn't own a gun. So we learn a little bit about Robert's early life here, about his father, Robert Sr., uh, who also worked on the railroad. They lived in California before moving to Arizona when Robert was eight, and young Robert was a big guy. He was six feet tall, played high school football, and his parents had a fraught relationship. They'd separate and then reunite, but then they ultimately divorced. He went on to live with his mom, and the two were always really close. And after graduation, Robert worked in construction and with the fire department. And when he was 18 at a family barbecue, he would meet Sabrina, um, who was a daycare worker at the time, and the two married on August 19th in 2000. And Robert would go on to get that railroad job, and he spent a few months in Kansas City. What was he doing here? He was at a welding school. Why Um, not? But then they settled back out in Silver Lakes in California, where Sabrina's parents also lived.
1: Right, yeah, so he gets, the rear-wheel job is really well-paying. Yeah. Um, Sabrina is mostly a homemaker, but also eventually does get a little side gig. She sure does. At Costco. Yeah,
0: as a sample gal.
1: I mean, who doesn't love a sample gal?
0: I haven't been in a Costco in so long, and I just imagine it's all pigs and blankets.
1: I don't know, I've only been once, and it was terrifying.
0: Yeah. It's not a, not a great environment, um, I would
1: say. I mean, I think I'm a little bit jealous of it. Like, everything comes in really large bags, and I like large quantities of food, is what I'm saying. I'm just You want to eat, glutton. like, a prison? Uh-huh, <laughs> okay. uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't yeah. worry about me.
0: Um, so we're in California in the present day, and Officer Myers gets a, gets a message, I'm gonna fuck up this last name, from Jason Bernatine, how yes, i saying it? Yes,
1: that is about um, right. Um,
0: who's like, gotta talk with you, sir. Um, Jason and his wife Kelly were besties with Richard and Sabrina, they partied together, um, they went out on Richard's boat called the Lemon Tree, you know, I love a horde play. Oh, God. La la la. Um, and did couple stuff, which I've put in quotes, multiple times a week, um, they also ran in this group of hard-partying people who called themselves the wolf pack.
1: No, yeah. don't be an adult mm-hmm. with a name for your friendship group. Sure did. That's a bad look.
0: Um, so as Detective Myers starts talking to Jason and Kelly, he learns that when Sabrina started working at Costco, as said sample girl, uh, she met a young firefighter named Jonathan who said he knew Jason, which was true. Uh, The two had met before. One night in 2013, Jason and Kelly were out with Sabrina and the rest of the wolf pack when they encountered Jonathan at the local bar. Sabrina threw herself on him, and later an argument ensued between Sabrina and Robert regarding her relationship with Jonathan. Uh, Robert didn't like the amount of attention Jonathan lavished on his wife, and asked Sabrina if the two were romantically entangled. She denied it,
1: but... That was a lie! That was a
0: big lie! Um, They were definitely romantically involved, and Amanda has some more info on that. Um, But the real thing that made Jason go to the cops is that Jonathan started texting him after Robert's death. Like, this weird shit. But also, it's really weird since the two didn't really know each other.
1: Okay, I thought he had been texting before.
0: The thing that I have that was, like, the real tip-off, that he had sent him these text messages... Just basically, like, begging for forgiveness. And it was just this, like, really weird thing. And he was, like, leaving him bonkers voicemails. And Jason was like, this dude is fucking weird. I'm calling the cops.
1: Okay. Well, what I had read, which is kind of the same line, but, like, different timeline. So, like, this all happened before the murder, apparently. And then afterwards, the tip-off, at least on my side of the story, is that Jason was around constantly. Okay. So... Despite the fact that her husband had just died, she is frequently seen with Jason. Jason is over at the house constantly, yeah. they're out constantly, um, and that does not sit well with, with Jason. Any, yeah. yeah, Jason
0: gets a really bad feeling. Um, and yeah, as Amanda said, um, Jonathan's truck is at Sabrina's house all the time. His motorcycle that has like, forgive or repent or something. Forgiven. Oh,
1: forgiven. It's like, in airbrushed. Myrtle Beach style. I was about to say, are we in Yeah, Florida's we, we are California? nowhere in Myrtle Beach, and we are getting our trucks detailed on the boardwalk. Is there a boardwalk in Myrtle Beach? I'd prefer not to know.
0: You know that there is. <sighs> I know it in my heart. Um, so uh, Jonathan is leaving these voicemails and these texts, and Jason's like, what the fuck? And he calls Detective Meyer. So Detective Meyer starts to get a little bit about this affair that was unfolding or had unfolded between Sabrina and Jonathan, And Meyer gets their cell phone records and sees a profusion of contact way before Robert's death. Um, But suddenly, on the day before the murder, the communication stops.
1: Okay, it was months before the murder. Communication stops. But there is this other number. So back in March is when their communication stops.
0: Right, they get the burner phone.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But So there's this other number that's in constant contact, which obviously they realize is the burner phone. Um... There were multiple calls and texts from the day of the murder. With
0: the burner phone? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that's what I had. So, um, Meyer obviously assumes that this number is, in fact, Sabrina getting in touch Uh
1: with
0: uh, Jonathan, although there's no record of it. But but he
1: does something really fun.
0: He gets the phone tapped? Yeah. Yeah, which is apparently really fucking hard. I feel like we've been led to believe through, like, TV and movies that like, you could just grab that shit. Uh Uh-uh. There's, like, a lot of constraints surrounding how it's to be used and like how you can get it
1: right so just also a little bit of backstory here um investigators had pulled surveillance videos from all of the local businesses around the railroad and they had seen they were able to account for every single car that came and went except for this motorcycle one
0: motorcycle who
1: it was a motorcycle a guy on it in a like dark clothes and a backpack. Pulled in right before the murder, pulled out right after. Right. So they're looking for a guy on a motorcycle. He
0: also, he had his helmet on the whole time, so you can never see his face. And he had cargo pants on. It's important to me that we know this.
1: That Ooh, he's we gotta know the cargo? Standing, right? Yeah. Okay. i well, okay, okay,
0: so they're, they've tapped the phone lines, right? And then a massive portion of this book is, like, the ensuing conversations between the two and it is the most annoying I was gonna say can you even
1: fucking imagine how nauseating these conversations are Amanda
0: as I read them let me tell you um transcript upon transcript upon transcript like detailing their bullshit they're very lovey-dovey
1: um he's 22 she's 37
0: that feels right 34 maybe there's more
1: than a 10-year age. Yeah, I think yeah. she's 34 when they when this is happening or when they meet. I'm right. not sure. Yes, no. They meet when he's 22. She's 34. He is 24 when he kills. She's 36. Something along yeah. those lines. Who knows? I'm a huge liar. He also loves Jesus. It's his biggest personality <laughs> trait. Yeah, he's just like
0: a sieve for Christ.
1: <laughs> he, he is, is an tie, open gash for Jesus. Yes.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah, he grew up really religious. He was, like, homeschooled in, like, a Christian faith-based situation. So, like, on top of them just being lovey-dovey in this conversation, there's, like, a lot of, I'll pray for you. There's a lot
1: of praying. Yeah,
0: and it's too much. Um, and also, like, I'm not great on Christianity, but is it, like, the first commandment, though, shall not kill?
1: Don't worry, I talk about
0: that. Oh, okay, we'll skip it. I don't know shit. Um, uh, anyway, so... We've got all of this shit going on, um, listening in on their calls, and it sounds very guilty. Um, And Detective Meyer is playing a little dumb with Sabrina, also tirelessly tracking down the surveillance footage that Amanda mentioned, and digging into Jonathan's vehicle records as well as his gun ownership. And guess what, Amanda? Hmm. Jonathan owns a forty-five that could very well be responsible for the shooting of Robert Lamone.
1: Well, Um, of course he does. Guns for Jesus. (laughs) Forgiven. (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: and these two idiots keep talking and talking and talking while the police listen and listen and listen. So the cops go to Jonathan's sister, his mother, and his father, show them the surveillance photo, and they're like, is this your son, brother, son?
1: Son, brother, son?
0: Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, his sister's like, nah. His mom's like, oh. Yeah. That might be. Um, and they're all very disappointed in him. Um, but yeah, so on the surveillance camera, as Amanda said, we've got this man, he's writing... A motorcycle. He's got that big helmet on. He's wearing one glove, the cargo shorts,
1: black t-shirt. John. It's a good look. Yeah, it's a... Sexy look. <laughs> fucking for Christ. Look. <laughs> That's what I'm going for.
0: Um, so, it's... Uh, the issue is that, like, it's not... It,
1: there's no clear defining... Like, you can't see Forgiven etched into the... Okay, pit. but when do we get to the fun things that the detectives are doing? Why
0: don't you take it here?
1: Okay, so this is my favorite thing The detectives start doing this, like, real-life trolling of Sabrina, where they start telling her information about the case.
0: Oh, yeah, she's a moron. While
1: (laughs) they're tapping both of their phones. Yes. Okay, so lead detective, Robert Meyer, starts feeding Sabrina this information. First phone call that he makes, he tells her that they found DNA at the scene, and she's like... Oh, wow, that's great. I'm so
0: excited for you. And
1: then she immediately calls Jonathan, yes. where he responds that he will keep praying on the situation. So.
0: I also, I would like to stop here. Jonathan works as a firefighter and a paramedic. They're on the phone all the fucking time. What's he up to? What happens when a fire Not happens? fighting
1: a fire. Also, can you imagine what that prayer sounds like? Yeah, I read it. Dear Jesus. <laughs> Um, I know I already asked for forgiveness on that murder, but... <laughs> Could
0: you forgive me for the cargo pants and also...
1: Could you break? make sure that they, like, don't find out it's me? <laughs> please? Amen. Pretty please? <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace. It's your best friend. <laughs> um. So he goes on to assure Sabrina that he's pretty positive, because he's a detective, as we all are that they would have to already have his DNA in the system in order to, like, connect it in any way. Right. Which, get iffy, sure, yeah. sure, whatever. Um, a few days later, the detectives tell Sabrina that they have surveillance footage of the suspect and that a witness has come forward and told them to look into someone named John.
0: Yes. And she's like, oh, my God, I know man many Johns.
1: Yeah, so obviously, again, she calls Jonathan when she is still on the phone with Jonathan the detective sends her a screenshot of the surveillance footage yes. which is fucking hilarious i'm just the mental image of all of this playing out brings me pure joy <laughs> <laughs> so she describes the photo to Jonathan and then they start to pray together can you just fucking imagine this detective listening in on all of this while screen or like while texting no
0: also i'd be like rookie cop come here i cannot listen to this
1: right so afterwards jonathan after they pray jonathan is like hey babe i think they might know about our affair (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) just maybe uh the next thing that i have is november 18th
0: 2014 um i don't have necessarily a date for what i have so stop me if you want to take it back um
1: they're taken into custody? <laughs> no, not no, at That's what I've got. Um,
0: so basically, um, obviously the cops are on to darling Sabrina, who lies and lies and lies about her contact with Jonathan until finally admitting, fine. Uh, she met him when she was working as a sample girl at Costco. Uh, gave, her, gave him her phone number. I just don't understand how at Costco that works. You're like... Do Who
1: doesn't want to fuck the sample girl? You're
0: like, you want a seven-layer chip dip or my pussy? Like, what is the
1: answer? Can I take both? Sir, this is Costco. <laughs> we sell bulk bulkier. Maybe you have a bulky vagina. Who knows?
0: Um, so he starts coming into Costco like three fucking times a week, uh, which you don't need to unless you're having an affair with someone because you buy everything in 24 packs. Okay,
1: well, so he has a reason for doing this. So he mustard. is not... He is basically the bitch of the fire department, and he is in oh. charge of getting all of their food. Oh, I did not
0: know. Yeah, that. so
1: that is why he was in Costco to begin with, and that's why he keeps getting sent back because he is the grocery shopper. <laughs> Can I have that job? Can I be the grocery shopper for the fire department? I... How well does it pay? Not but... well.
0: Things
1: like in the house, maybe. <laughs> no, no, never mind.
0: Okay. Um. So, he's in there three times a week. They're flirting, whatever. Um, And their relationship obviously progresses. Um, She tells Detective Meyer that she and Richard had been in an open relationship, which she had previously lied about.
1: So, Sabrina tells detectives that they were in... They had opened up their marriage, that they were a part of a swingers group. I assume this was the (laughs) Wolfpack? The (laughs) Wolfpack swing fuckers? Who knows? Um, And she says that over the course of it that Robert had become obsessed with porn and had started using her as a sex object. So... Is it the
0: porn, the sex object?
1: Both. Okay. I have no idea. So that's how she kind of writes off her affair with Jonathan, is that I needed someone who loved and respected me because clearly my husband did not. Okay. That's basically the information that I have. Okay. I no, could go into more detail and it's just a bunch of bullshit.
0: But they're, they're swinging Everybody's...
1: According to Sabrina, yes. yes. Yeah. Just well, according to Sabrina. Well,
0: also, so um, when they did go through Robert's cell phone, they were like, nudity pics of other ladies on his phone. So.
1: I mean, they could have had an open relationship. I don't know necessarily that everyone was fucking everyone. I don't yeah. know. We'll get into that in a I little think bit. If you
0: name your group the Wolf Pack,
1: you're fucking each nothing's, other. <laughs> nothing's good. <laughs> if you name your group the Wolf Pack, <laughs> someone's getting whorted. penetrated. Yeah.
0: And it's probably you. Anyway, okay, so... (laughs) Sounds like a threat! (laughs) Um, So, in terms of the timeline of the relationship that Sabrina tells Detective Meyer about, um, Sabrina claims that she reignited contact with Jonathan in 2014 because she felt Richard, as Amanda said, was being emotionally distant... um, i'm sorry
1: did you just call him richard
0: yeah there's a lot of back and i wrote (laughs) richard too that was close richard is close to robert let me live okay so sabrina continues to be interrogated and she continues to claim that she did not know that jonathan was going to kill richard
1: okay so this is after they were first arrested so in november 18th of 2014 both sabrina and jonathan are taken into custody jonathan is like Shut the fuck up. Not saying a word. Sabrina's like, let me tell you a story about how me and my husband fuck everyone, but I fuck him as well. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like you said, she denies any knowledge of the murder, says that she doesn't think Jonathan is capable of doing this. But zero people are buying her story. However, there's no evidence, right? Right. Like, we've got literally nothing. Jonathan's not talking. Charges are dropped, and she's released. Right. They're still going to hold Jonathan.
0: They are. Um, She does, in this interim, admit to the fact that she told Jonathan her husband's schedule.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Um, She's like, but, I mean, that was normal, just so we could... Bang it out? Yeah. Rendezvous it.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And so it's not that weird that I told him where he was going to be on that particular day. But, so, yeah. As Amanda said, please go ahead and charge Jonathan with first-degree murder. Um, as well as a charge that I didn't know was a thing, lying in wait and using a firearm. Maybe that's a California special.
1: That's a fun one. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not in that Katy Perry song. Uh, Which makes him eligible for the death penalty. And initially, the state opted not to press charges against Sabrina. However, that all changed.
1: When two fucking years later. (laughs) On
0: January 6th, 2017, when she was arrested at her home.
1: Jonathan is like two weeks away from trial, and he's like, okay, hold up. (laughs) In the meantime, Sabrina had moved away, moved on with her fucking life. She had gotten a new boyfriend, and Jonathan is like, I'm ready to talk.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of, um, in the book, like, playing on the idea of him as like a deep Christian... Um, and so he felt like he had done bad in his soul. Whatever. Oh, but I mean, he's just fucking pissed.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely pissed. Um, so he confesses outright to killing Robert, but says that Sabrina was in on it, she was the mastermind, and in exchange for a plea deal of 25 years, he will testify to all of this. Correct.
0: And he'll also, he'll give up where, like, everything is.
1: Right. So, like you said, Sabrina's arrested, she's charged with six felonies, I didn't write them out, but no, six kind of them of is high, okay. sorry. This is where shit gets fucking messy. Like, real fucking messy. But I've got Jonathan's story, if you'd like it. give it to us. That's the wrong piece of paper. That's
0: fine. Put it on the...
1: Would you like me to try a different one? Okay. (laughs) Shit, we already talked about a lot of this. Alright, so, Robert finds out about the affair with Jonathan in April of 2013 and again in March of 2014, this is what leads to the burner phone. Right. It was March of 2014. Um, a plan to kill him via poison.
0: Oh, shoot. Yeah, I forgot to mention uh-huh. the uh In a, a banana pudding.
1: That's, yes. Oh. That happens right around the time of the burner phone, but both of them fall out of it. They're afraid of getting caught, so I guess they doubled down and went with a gun. They're so stupid. But we all know where this leads. So in August of 2014, Jonathan kills Robert, following through with a plan that the couple had started... Formulating back in March. (laughs) There we go. 19 days after Robert is killed, this is where they start bringing up um, more of the text conversations in the courtroom. I love it. Do you have some
0: directives?
1: 19 days after Robert is killed, Sabrina texts Jonathan that she loved him and she called him a sexy guy. Oh, (laughs) hey, flirty. I cannot vomit enough. 25 days after Robert is murdered, she texts him that she feels blessed and that she bought him something that they will one day share in their home together. What do you
0: think it is? Crucifix? A toaster?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a crucifix in a toaster. A toaster in the shape of a crucifix. That's
0: it. That's it.
1: Crucifix dildo? Ooh. Too far. Did yeah. I dig it too far? That's no, it's probably fine.
0: It. Don't be sick.
1: So this continues forever in like a super disgusting way. Sabrina tells detectives that her and Robert have this open relationship. Yada yada yada. We already know friends of the couple, Jason and Kelly Bernatine, right? Did we decide that's what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Kelly believes that Sabrina was the mastermind. She immediately flips on her friend.
0: Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, she testifies to this, and she was the one that originally tipped the officers off about the affair. Jason denies Sabrina's claim of being involved in a swingers group. He admits that he and Kelly had engaged in sexual acts with the couple, but stressed that the wife swapping that Sabrina claims took place didn't happen, and that there was no penetration.
0: What were, just a handjob circle?
1: I mean, maybe a mouth penetration? He says there was no fucking.
0: What does Jesus deem as fucking... Is it the Bill Clinton way or like is well, it... Well, no, this
1: is Jason. Oh, this is sorry. not Jesus.
0: There's a, lot of... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Jason. You don't know who loves okay. Christ. Well,
1: this is where it gets really fun. Okay. So another friend of Sabrina's, Karen Hudgens, attends the trial and hears Kelly's testimony. She ends up arrested at the courthouse.
0: Is she the one who like fucking...
1: Karen yeah. shoves Kelly into a concrete wall and tell her she's going to hell Karen alleges that the murder of Robert is far more complex than detectives know.
0: Is Karen in the wolf pack?
1: Clearly. (laughs) And that Kelly had been sleeping with Robert. She goes on to accuse Kelly of benefiting from a life insurance policy on Robert and from a $100,000 reward on information on his death that was offered up by his employer.
0: It seems unlikely, I mean,
1: that's the only article i read about it. It feels very unlikely. Yeah, I
0: know that Kelly and
1: Jason... She laughs at the idea that Kelly is Sabrina's best friend. She says that she doesn't know Kelly, but that I guess she thinks she's Sabrina's best friend. My question is, have you fucked her? Because that seems like a qualifying... No? No, I'm just thinking. What are you thinking about?
0: That this is like a weird high school circle. That's all. She's my best friend.
1: Yeah, well, I fucked her, so <laughs> she's clearly mine. You're going to hell! <laughs> uh, Jason testifies that he knows Jonathan from work, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, basically, you can see I've crossed out a bunch of stuff and I say, oh, who gives a fuck?
0: Did you write sob like the car?
1: I started writing Sabrina oh. and then I was just like, you know what? <laughs> no one fucking cares. This just continues back and forth and then she, uh, the, the jury t- deliberates. They do. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would
0: like to double down on the uh, arsenic attempt, because you know that you and I love an arsenic yes. situation. Um, anyway, so when Jonathan is still unburdening himself to the cops, um, he says, again, not their first murder attempt. As Amanda said, they were scheming with the poison in the pudding. The poison in the pudding?
1: Is the that a Bones episode? It sounds like a... Great. You're
0: so happy um anyway um
1: don't tell me what i am
0: but he did try that pudding poison out on his neighbor's dog
1: no yeah he fucking killed it you fucking asshole yeah and then they were like oh well i guess not Not yeah they get cold feet they send him to work with the pudding and then sabrina (laughs) calls him and is like don't do it the bananas are bad (laughs) not bad um So,
0: with this initial plot, obviously murder thoughts are not very far from the pair. Um, So soon they decide that a gun, as Amanda said, would be the easiest and least traceable, which again is so stupid, Jonathan kept all of these things close at hand. Um, So when the cops finally searched Jonathan's apartment,
1: they found literally
0: the glove he had been wearing in the shooting on his counter.
1: Oh yeah, and weren't his clothes in a laundry basket still? Like
0: like an 18-year-old who doesn't wash his pants. That's what that was like. Um, Do I have
1: to wash my pants?
0: Well, I don't wash any of my bras, so I don't know what you want. <laughs>
1: Do you want that on the podcast? I don't fucking
0: Charlie Cochran called me out on it recently.
1: <laughs> it's great
0: material. <laughs> now the world knows. Anyway, and so when he did finally flip on Sabrina, we find out that the gun he used and the silencer he used were buried in a chicken coop behind his house. Did he have chickens? It was unclear about if there was actually an inhabitant
1: of the chicken coop, however... He was living in the chicken coop. I was living in the chicken coop. <laughs> that explains so many things. Um,
0: and there was also a flash drive in his garage that literally had pictures of the crime scene. Like, pretty shooting but like him like scoping out that particular shop that Robert had been working. Like, he's very dumb.
1: He's a big fucking moron. Yes. Um, they both are. Yeah, no. Don't murder if you're stupid.
0: Don't murder, period, I think would be a great rule of thumb, Amanda. But,
1: like, definitely don't do it if you're an idiot. It's fair, because
0: you and get real gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so there's all this evidence that he then turns over to the cops. They find it all. Um, and when the... Um, I
1: love editing when you do
0: this. So, I'm sorry. When, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the jury is finally deliberating... Um, it's difficult because there's no actual like tangible evidence tying Sabrina to the crime.
1: Yeah, and obviously Sabrina's lawyer is like, "Oh, you take Jonathan out of the equation and you have nothing." But yeah. like, you take Jonathan out of the equation, you don't have a murder. Right. So, he got to stay in there.
0: Yeah. He does. Um, so, despite this, you want to give us what happened.
1: Uh, it's hard to say. I was pretty drunk by the end of my notes, guys didn't really eat a dinner till very late, just chugged a bottle of wine when I got home and just did all of this research in one sitting. Uh, The jury deliberates for nine hours before turning in a guilty verdict. Yes. She was sentenced to 20 to life and an additional 16 to be served after the first. Before sentencing, the judge denies her attorney's motion for a new trial. Right. Basically, everyone's like, fuck you, Sabrina. And you know what? I agree. Amanda
0: just paper dropped.
1: (laughs) As I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, so the only other thing, and I'm sorry that I skipped this um, beforehand, but obviously before the jury comes back, before the trial is closed, um, in a bold move that we rarely see, Sabrina actually took the stand in her own defense.
1: Shit, I don't have anything on that Uh, Actually, you know what, there were a ton of YouTube videos And I was like, I'm not interested in your face
0: uh, I mean, she just lied, it was the same thing And then she tries to paint Jonathan As being super controlling And just like tries to pass the buck all the way to him
1: He's a young baby Jesus lover He
0: does He does love Jesus and he is twelve
1: I mean, that's not to say that just because you're young, you can't be controlling, and that's the reason that I'm not buying it, but I'm not buying it because all of the evidence says otherwise. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, the damning thing, right, is the conversations.
1: Yeah, they have all of them.
0: Yeah, there is also, I didn't get into this because I don't know anything about the Bible. Um, Oh,
1: when they start talking about the, like, forgiveness and justifying murder through the Bible. Yeah,
0: there is some story of, like, someone and someone.
1: I was hoping you were gonna have it.
0: Boring. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so they surmised that it was basically, every time they mention it, they're, like, filling in those biblical characters for themselves.
1: Right. And they had made an agreement that they were not going to specifically mention the murder over phone. Right. But they would talk about something, I guess they, I don't know, they had come to some conclusion that, like, this is how we'll trick the cops. We're gonna say
0: our safe murder word. (laughs) And pray a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly the prayers. Yeah. Um, Which clearly didn't work because they're both in jail, although Jonathan got a far better deal than Sabrina.
1: Neither of them should have a good deal.
0: No. Mm -mm. Uh, But Sabrina's in jail for life.
1: This was a very sordid tale. Very salacious. There was a... Toronto Salacious Salacious. was the word I meant to say. Toronto Sun article that... You know what...
0: I thought you were going to. You had made some promises.
1: I know. I was nervous. We were going to run out of no, battery. We've got thirteen percent left. I mean, this is the Toronto Sun, so like, how much do we trust it?
0: Is that not the most rep? It's like the New York Times of Canada.
1: I think it might be. Yeah, sure. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the article is called "Sex Obsessed Housewife Orchestrates Hubby's Murder." That, you know, I when- a picture
0: sure. of them at the pimps and hoes parties with the wolf pack. Yep. Yeah. He's okay. wearing a
1: white suit. They they describe sabrina as leggy said that she has the hair the sparkling white teeth and the sex drive to beat the band this whole article is just the most insanely written thing i've ever read is the band you the might have, ugh, i don't know So Sabrina told detectives in 2008 that they opened up their marriage and began swapping sexual partners and going to orgies with other couples in their quiet neighborhood. We opened our marriage bed and changed the dynamic of our sacred bond, she said, adding that they both become obsessed with sex. And the booze also began to flow freely as she developed an emotional bond with one of her swinging partners until Rob put a stop to it. The horny housewife later said her husband had become obsessed with online porn and would spend hours trolling for smut. Oh, no! Uh-huh. That's when the conservative, born-again, baby-faced firefighter walked into Sabrina Lamone's life. Have you looked up How many adjectives are needed here? Horny. Baby-faced.
0: Baby-faced. Conservative.
1: Sex obsessed, leggy, horny. It's
0: horny. <laughs> Let's again. do it again.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I I feel like I kind of took that one over, and I'm sorry.
0: No, that's fine. You were. What mad. did?
1: How did the book go? As far as like what the fuck I rambled on about.
0: It was fine. Uh, like totally B minus.
1: Did it have basically like the same information? Yeah, and it went. It was very was linear, here.
0: which was nice. Okay. Um, and the only thing I would say that like. As I always say in writing, we do not need this indirect dialogue. What well, we did not need in direct dialogue in all of those pages was all of that fucking direct dialogue between those two. Um, it was a lot. Did they
1: just get like transcripts of conversation? Basically, and
0: I, I skipped so many of them. It was, I mean, the book was like 400 pages long. I probably that is read, too many but pages. But I probably read 200 of it, I would say.
1: And you still got the story? I would yeah. say that this story is interesting, but not worth 400 pages. No,
0: seeming as how we've knocked this puppy out in about 35 minutes.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good tale. Yeah. I really, I think it was interesting. I like that it had a great conclusion where guilty parties go away. But I can't imagine this being an entire book.
0: No, it was a lot. Um, but Amanda, I have a really important question for you that I would like to ask.
1: Oh, I am so ready for this. Probably the
0: most important
1: question I've ever asked you. I don't have any organs to spare.
0: Well, that's bullshit, and I know that you definitely do.
1: <laughs> They're all damaged. <laughs> what do you want from me? I mean, kidney, like, Liver? No, I, none I, of those are good. I Heart's could, probably bad. I
0: could get a couple of years out of your kidney. Anyway. You
1: want an ovary? I got those. Two. They're full of rocks, but...
0: I can sell that. Anyway. Great. Uh, so my question is, if yeah. you had an adult friend group that you decided to give a moniker to, what would you name it?
1: Oh, you mean my adult friend group of you and I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the only friend group that I have. Yeah, I I mean, I, I have other friends. They do listen. I love you guys. <laughs> um, if I were to name our adult friend group, I guess it would be the gaping assholes. Oh, I don't know.
0: That's nice.
1: Right. Uh, f- what can I put the word fisting into? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Let's spin it. That's funny, I did not
0: think about the answer to this question for myself. Yeah, I well, fuck say, you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> You're welcome. Um,
1: would, would you call it Murder, She Read? Yes. I would, uh, I would call it Murder, She Read. <laughs> Don't worry. I hate me as much as you do. Goodbye. <laughs> Are we ending on that? All right. Bye.